Hello, this is the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast, and I'm your host, Jill Weber. We're here at Castle Wellen at our first annual OMS retreat, and uh, we're in this beautiful, I wish I could show everybody the room that we're in. It's this beautiful vaulted cellar with exposed brick and beautiful stone, and yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I am here with Mike and Allison Davies, who run the Nottingham House of Prayer, and Andrew Goodman, who does something very important in Luton. <laughs> so, Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike and Allison. Also, just introduce yourself to us. Well, I'm just a university chaplain, and um, I live near the beautiful town of Luton in central Bedfordshire. Um, and I've just um, made my <laughs> vow for the OMS, just... Um, on Sunday, and that was very beautiful. And I've come away on retreat to be with other brothers and sisters in the OMS. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andrew. There's no such thing as just yeah. a okay. university okay. chaplain. <laughs> <laughs> such a critical time in the lives of young people yeah. right, to get yeah. oriented to Jesus. So, yeah. Mike and Allison. So, Mike, um, Welsh, if you're wondering what the accent is. Um, <clears throat> I've worked in business for the last... Uh, 25, 30 years, and and then the last 18 months we're switching to give our attention to running um, the House of Prayer in Nottingham. We're, we're going to call it Urban Abbey, so we, that's, we're excited about that, but we're hoping that there's going to be a number of Houses of Prayer that launch in the city in the same kind of vein. Wonderful. Alison. And I'm Alison, um, and uh, I have three children grown up now, and this is a new phase of life for us. Um, so we're part of a community of prayers in Nottingham and feeling the call to, to set up a house of prayer which we will launch in January. That's exciting. Just so many um, threshold moments yeah, yeah. for all of you right Definitely. now, which is great. We're, we just thought we would gather these fine men and women together and have a conversation about pilgrimage um, because all three of them, uh, pilgrimage is just part of your spiritual practice and uh, and as we we think about the the six practices with order of the mustard seed you know learning and creativity and um, hospitality is one of them and implicit i think embedded into hospitality is is pilgrimage and actually in the early days of the oms pilgrimage was was more to the forefront of the practices we just want to make sure it doesn't get lost as we move forward in the life of the order so all of you guys talk to us what what is we're going to talk about what pilgrimage is, and then I'm going to ask you to share what your experiences of pilgrimage have been and what you've learned along the way. So give us a definition of what's pilgrimage. Well, uh, that's a tricky one. I guess, I guess um, there's, you know, we feel this desire to get close to God and to seek him and, and the need to go to another place to do that and to journey and to come away. You know, Jesus said to the disciples, you know, come away across the lake and, uh, and rest a while. Um, so we want to go to a place, and it might be a place that's known to be holy or a place of beauty and creation. And there's something about that journey of seeking and making a special effort, I think, at that time to, to find God. And I think it's also to do with the true monastic call, which is to put God first, um, Something to do with that. Yeah. Any other thoughts? And I think also it's about slowing down <clears throat> and taking time out of the busyness of life just to be with God. And, uh, and t- 
to let him teach us about life on the journeys that we make. Um, there are lots of analogies that you can take from pilgrimage that you can then apply to how you do life. And it is a great way of God being able to speak to you about those things. Mm-hmm. Mike, any other additional yeah, thoughts? I just think it's, if, if you compare it to other practices, for me, it's, it's the, the closest one to it would be fasting, I think. <clears throat> Well, there's this intentionality. Mm. You know, you're not just going for a walk. You've been very intentional about encountering Jesus on the on the way, and you're 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 doing it for um, to find out more about yourself, really. Mm. And um, you know, fasting and prayer for me is. I used to think of it as me trying to bend God's arm. So fasting and prayer for me, I used to think of it like bending God's arm. And now I think of it much more about me being changed in the process. And I think pilgrimage is a beautiful way to do that, where things about yourself get really highlighted. It's like, okay, I didn't know I was like that. (laughs) (laughs) Dang! That's a beautiful thing. You're doing it in the middle of a big walk as well, so it's lovely. Wonderful. So let's let's talk a little bit about your pilgrimage experiences. So, So Mike and Allison, you guys... Walked the Camino. So did the big one. Tell tell people <laughs> what is the Camino and what was that like for you? What what happened along the way? So so I'll explain what the Camino is, and I guess Alison will jump in with some thoughts about um, <laughs> some of the journey for us. So the, the the Camino has many routes actually. It's 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 a road towards Santiago in uh, the northwest of Spain, where Saint James would have done a lot of his mission and had a big impact on that whole area of Galicia in Spain. And, um, and he, his, his tomb is there, actually. So it, it's, it's a pilgrimage to remember St. James, which is what Santiago actually means. And um, we started in Spain, uh, sorry, in France. Uh, so we start in the foothills of the Pyrenees in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, if the first day you walk right over the Pyrenees, that was a tough day. And, uh, it's the first day on the pilgrimage, yeah, you no, climb a mountain. Boom, you're right <laughs> in there. It's amazing. And, and then you do another 500 miles across uh, the north of Spain through the Rioja region and then through the desert, they call it the Meseta, and then up towards Santiago. And the, the, the three regions, this kind of lush life in Rioja, then there's the desert of the Meseta, and then there's the back to real life again in, towards Santiago. So the pilgrimage tends to be considered as you start in life, and then the second phase of the pilgrimage, you go through death, and then the third phase of the pilgrimage, you go to resurrection. And I think that's a really good analogy of what pilgrimage is often, alike, often about. So it was 500 miles. How long did it take you to walk? We did it slow. <laughs> so we, we wanted to enjoy it. We'd, I'd, I'd, I'd only just stopped my secular job. So we thought, let's just take our time and, uh, and enjoy it. And so we had lots of stops along the way. So it took us six and a half weeks. Great. You can do it in four weeks. Uh, I've heard people doing it in a month. But I think if you did it in a month, that might be a bit of a rush. Yeah. And some people also do it in sections. So yeah. they do it a little bit and then go back to it another year. And mm. So a journey of life and death and resurrection. What are some of your reflections on your pilgrimage there? <coughs> So I think along the way we learned many lessons. Um, I remember one day um, we were going on a very flat piece. Uh, it was very long as well, and we just wanted to get there because it was boring and dull. <laughs> so we decided to step out at pace, and um, 
And we did it. We got there. But, but we got injuries on the way because we'd done it too fast. And we felt God say to us, this is like life. Don't do it too fast. <laughs> you have to pace yourself. You have to keep in step with me. If you don't, you will pick up injuries <laughs> and it won't do you good. Um, another day, we were, um, we'd been, you listened to lots of pilgrim talk and people were saying, oh, there's a really hard day coming up. We're going up in the mountains. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a long day as well. And my heart was full of fear because it was like, you know, we'd been walking for a few weeks by that point. And it's tiring, you know, you do a whole day and... It, it, how many hours a day would you walk, typically, in a... Eight hours, six, six hours. Six to eight hours, six to eight, Just six to eight hours of walking every day for <laughs> six weeks. Just making sure you all catch that. Yeah, but we're slow. <laughs> Go ahead, Alice. Anyway, so, um, so I was, I went to bed thinking, oh my goodness, what is going to happen in the morning? Am I going to be able to do this? What shoes shall I wear? Um... And um, we got up the next day and we start this journey. And, um, do you know, I love trees. I love the forest. And we started walking and it was uphill and it was tough. But there was all this beauty around us. And I was just so taken with the beauty that actually the journey wasn't that bad. So we got to the end of the day and we said, actually, you know, they were all saying that. We'd set our heart on that. And actually it was a much easier journey than we thought. And life is like that. You know, sometimes it's tough, but there is joy on the way. Um, and so there were things like that, that that God just spoke to us about. You know, when we go home and journey, remember some of these things. They're important. Mm. And, you, you know, we got to learn it on a very beautiful place, in a very beautiful place. Um, in a place where we were listening to God. And, uh, yeah, they're things we'll never forget. Mm. So I'm curious what it was like for you to to be you're this little tiny community of two on pilgrimage together. Although you did make other friends with other pilgrims on the way, yeah. what was it like for you as a little mini community to be on pilgrimage? Because often I think we individualize these things, yeah. and and there actually is a role I think for for sort of the, the loneliness of pilgrimage and being on your own on a journey with God. And I think there's something that quite unique and wonderful can happen in that space. But I think there's also something quite unique and wonderful that can be in the space of pilgrims on a journey mm-hmm. together. So uh, do you have any reflections on that? Well, so one of the points of learning, I guess, what for me was definitely around the interaction with other people. Um, it mostly was really lovely to be on a journey together and you'd have the banter on the on the way. and Just with people you'd meet on the yeah, road. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So every day, you know, there's, there's, there's loads of people doing this. So the day that we finished in Santiago, I think 2,000 people finished the same day as us. So, you know, you're not seeing all those people because they're spread out, but you're, you're going to bump into a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a unique pilgrimage for that. Not the other pilgrimages we've done haven't been similar, but that one had loads of people. There's half a, half a million people do it at the moment. It's just amazing, eh? Yeah. And that's a really significant change, because in the 80s, there was only 100 people a year doing it. And now, now it's half a million. So, you know, something's changing in our culture out there, where there's a whole bunch of mostly youngsters looking for something really deep. And they don't know that they're looking for Jesus, but, you know, they're on a, they're on a journey and they want to be part of it. So, yeah. so it was really, really interesting. So just journeying with some of those and understanding their, their, what they were looking for and what they were, what they were hoping for. It, it's, it's really easy to have a very deep conversation 
with other pilgrims much more than you would in normal life because they're doing it for a deep reason. So it just becomes normal for the, to have deep conversations. So that was really lovely. The point of learning for me, sometimes you know you bump up against some people and you, you, you kind of see them from a distance. Or you <laughs> You're like, oh, no, not them, them again. Exactly. Quick, I exactly. You're like, oh, man, not that one. I don't want, I don't want to walk with that one today. And... Uh, and, but, you know, you, so in me, I found that from a distance or with a tiny little bit of information or just what I'd seen or what I'd heard a little little whisper of from them, you know, from, from afar, I was making really quite harsh judgments of them. And, like, I don't think I want to walk with them. <laughs> and then we would end up inevitably walking with those guys. And then you hear their story and you hear where they're coming from. And then the minute you start getting to understand their real story, then all that prejudice that I was carrying was just completely disappearing. I was feeling like, oh, I wish I'd never thought like that about you because, you know, you're, you're, you're carrying something. And so, so the whole thing of kindness, you know, if you bring it back to the order of the mustard seed, for me, it was a huge challenge. And it was like, oh. So a, a number of times there were a few people like that where kindness was challenged. And it's like, okay, I shouldn't be thinking of people like that. Mm. Walk, walk a mile in their shoes yeah. and then see. Then see. How was it for you guys as a married couple being on pilgrimage together? Oh, it was you, wonderful. You still liked each other at the end? <laughs> yeah. There sometimes. <laughs> Mostly, we got on really well. And it was just lovely to... You know, when you're out walking, I don't know what happens, but you are willing to talk about things yeah. that you don't talk about in other spaces. I don't know why. Maybe it's just that you're in this space. There's a slower pace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. But so we were able to talk about really deep things and things that we probably wouldn't have talked about had we not been on pilgrimage. There were a few rough edges. Um, there were definitely days where I annoyed Mike. Oh, yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I call it? I call it intense fellowship. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very intense. There were a couple of injuries I picked up that, I, that fear got into me. Mm. And, and I can remember Mike saying, I feel like fear has been your companion today. Mm. And I have had my nose pushed out. Yeah, I felt quite jealous, actually. So there was that, that one day in particular where Alison had been worried about her injuries all day. And, and I just felt like... I have not had a look in here. This companion, this unwelcome companion of fear, has managed to weave it, wiggle its way in between us. And they've had all the attention. I've had no attention. <laughs> <laughs> but we got through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine going on a six-week walk with my husband, talking every day. Yeah. I used to love long road trips with Kirk because I always, as you said... It was always like in the last hour of a long road trip where you, 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 you work through all the inconsequential conversations and then the real like heart cry would come up out of one of us in that, in that kind of space together. So Andrew, talk to us about your experiences of pilgrimage, what you've done, where you've been, what God has been to you in those places. Well, I've tended to go in search of thin places. Um, so I've been to Lindisfarne, um, Chartres, um, uh, St Albans Cathedral more locally to me um, and I've kind of done it I've started out doing it the easy way so in a car or on the train or something like that um, and uh, and then spent some time in the place um, 
so it's kind of had a retreaty feel, maybe. I think a pilgrimage maybe is a bit like going on retreat, but it's a moving one. Yeah, and, and I can really identify. There's this kind of synchronicity between life and the pilgrimage, like you were saying, Alison, you know, where you know something happens and you feel it's a sign or it's a lesson, you know. But more recently, <clears throat> I've decided to go for the walking, the walking thing. And where, where I live, we've got the, the John Bunyan Trail. Mm. And I love the story of the Pilgrim's Progress. You know, the giant, you know, giant despair and, you know, the slough despond and all this stuff. And, um, and it's, it was his territory. So I started doing what I call a micro-pilgrimage. <coughs> so it can be just an afternoon or an evening. I started in the summer with the idea, the grand plan of walking the whole 86 miles. And I would do an evening's walk sleep in a church overnight on the floor or something and then do a morning but this is how you know reality creeps in so I started towards the end of the summer so of course the darkness hours started mm-hmm. early so I didn't manage much of it but because it's a micro pilgrimage um, you know I can just do a morning or an afternoon Saturday morning find the time uh, Ronnie my wife will you know take me out and pick me up and it's just beautiful being out there in in creation. You know, um, I have my dog Milo, he's my companion. You know, I take a staff because I like the whole staff mm-hmm. thing. And um, I try and be very simple about it, so take very little with me. Yeah. yeah. So how have you found God along the way? Oh, um... Think, I think just this this last pilgrimaging I've done, just I've just felt this happiness, this freedom from you know daily life mm-hmm. and the beauty of the creation around me, and I've just got lost in that, and I've just maybe sat on top of a hill and spent some time and looked out across the view. Um, so there's something about he's there in that break time. And there's some, there's, there's also, I think there's hardship about pilgrimage, isn't there? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you don't sleep so well, or the journey's <coughs> hard, and, and, you know, you think, oh, I just want to give up or something. And then there's some encouragement, something happens that makes you want to carry on. And, um, and you know, um, I was with some friends, we were going on pilgrimage to Lindisfarne, actually, and... Was, did you walk along the mud flats to the yeah, end? <coughs> yeah, okay. beautiful, yeah. yeah. But we were in the car and I was, I was going on about, oh, because they'd not been to Lindisfarne, I was saying, oh, it's going to be really great, you know, such a special place and all that stuff. And they said to me, Andrew, you know, it's not about the place, is it, really? And it was like a little rebuke for me. You know, I had this sort of vision of this destination. I was putting everything into that. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's about him, yeah. you know, wherever he may be. Mm-hmm. I have this thing about um, those thin places. It's like, are they thin places, or is it just that we go to these places and we expect to find God? Interesting. Yeah. So, is it is it our expectation yeah. Yeah. that then um, creates space for encounter? Yeah. That makes yeah. it thin. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. lovely, and I think that's quite helpful because whether our pilgrimage is six weeks walking through the Pyrenees and yeah. across northern Spain, yeah. or whether our pilgrimage is a morning walk with our dog. You know, <coughs> on a, in a local 
area, but our hearts are set on pilgrimage. Yeah, I love that. You know, we we um, there's a, we're, we're, we've taken time aside, giving God our undivided attention, coming with expectancy. How mm-hmm. are we going to meet Him on the way? And I mm-hmm. love the the Psalm 84. My heart is the highway to Zion. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just such a beautiful reflection on pilgrimage as the psalmist is talking about their journey towards Jerusalem and he talks about the suffering too doesn't he he says you know we'll go to, as we go through the valley yeah. and I love that it's a through and that you don't get <laughs> yeah. stuck in the valley as you go through the valley um, we and this is the interesting piece isn't it the psalmist says that we yeah. make it a place of streams it's amazing and so there's something about participating in the divine life participating in the in the in the presence of God and, and how God is manifesting Himself on the journey, whether it's the internal journey that happens in our own hearts on pilgrimage, or even just that external mm-hmm. journey as yeah. we're we're talking with the person on the road that we would have rather hid behind yeah. a tree, or yeah. you know, whatever yeah. that yeah, you're is. Right. You're right. God is you know with us stream making in those places. Yeah, wonderful. So we're looking towards our order of the mustard seed. Retreat next year. It looks like our um, gathering is going to be in Spain, and so we're thinking about actually doing our retreat pilgrimage in Avila, uh, which is about an hour and a half away, and uh, and to explore the spiritual heritage we have from um, Teresa of Avila and all of that. So so that's going to be quite a, a an opportunity for pilgrimage coming up. Any last words to folks as they're considering maybe a morning walk? Or a six-week walk, but in some way, setting their heart on pilgrimage. Anything you'd like to say to them? Do it. I mean... <laughs> just do it. Just, just do it. Do it. <laughs> it's the Nike brand thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. just do it. Uh, yeah, you can ponder it for a long time. and uh, But it's a, it's a beautiful practice. Uh, it's lovely for so many reasons. You get away, uh, so you can switch off from, from a bunch of stuff. And you can focus on Jesus and... Just in re- I, the, I think one of the things I love about it is that because I'm doing something, so we're walking and we're moving, we're, so we're, we're on, on with something, it's, it in some ways doesn't feel quite as intense as if you were just going into the prayer room and kneeling down for you know six to eight hours, which I don't think I would be doing, actually. <laughs> but you know, when you're walking for six to eight hours, then all that time is just very simple, natural connection with God. So it's a, it's a really... For me, it works really well. It's a really natural way to connect with God. It's like so a moving really, meditation, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I'd really encourage people to give it a go. I love the idea of the micro-pilgrimage because I think the six-week thing can be like, oh, my goodness, who's going to yeah. do that? You know, who's going to have time it's to doable. do that? It's doable. Exactly. So yeah. the micro-pilgrimage thing is brilliant. And the, for me, the thing about where you're going to, so we've always thought a little bit about where you're going to. Mm. So it's not so much as a thin place, but you, there's usually a grace on the place that you're going to or some... We think of wells, you know, so there's a well there. Well, there's a the saint, a tradition of exactly. some saint that's done stuff. Exactly. So we try to find out a little bit about what's special about that and then think, okay, so I'm going to step into some of that grace and some of that blessing. And mm. So we just did a little, little walk with uh, St. Oswald's Way and he got a whole new set, sense of fresh authority. So we were like, okay, so when we're walking this one, let's believe God for that we're going to have a bit more authority. Great. So. Yeah, Andrew. Well, I just think it is very doable, and you can just set yourself the goal of walking a, a long path, but you can do it as a micro-pilgrimage if you can't do a longer thing, or you can't take time out away from home responsibility. You can do it in small steps, and um, and just discover, you know, it's kind of a, 
it's almost like an Emmaus walk, really, isn't mm. it? You're maybe walking with a companion, or or the companion, your companion is the Lord, and you're talking along the way, and making sense of things, and learning new stuff, mm-hmm. and encountering Him. So yeah, go for it. And I think we've also found um, some liturgy helpful just at some point in the day. So we've used the Northumbrian um, Celtic daily prayer. Um, and sometimes it can take us just like 20 minutes and sometimes it can spread on the whole morning, depending on who you meet on the way. So, you know, be flexible with that. Um, but it's just, it, it's helpful just to have some, some things to think about just to get you going. Mm-hmm. Great. So, Mike and Allison, you were leading a pilgrimage slash mission trip <laughs> in June this year. Yeah. Where are you going, and what's what's your hope and aspiration? So we're so excited because uh, we're going to be taking a bunch of people to Hernhut. Um, Hernhut is a place of great birthing, is the way that we think about it. Um, <clears throat> so, loads of mission has been birthed from there. Loads of prayer has been birthed from there. So we're really hoping that some people will come with us who are carrying a seed or they've, or maybe it's a hidden seed. They talk about the hidden seed at Hayen Hut and about it coming, bursting into life. And so something that's been maybe a, a painful thing to get into life or it's, it's lying dormant in people, we're really hoping that kind of bunch of people will come and we'll journey that together for a few days and really believe God to make that seed burst into life. So I'm really hoping for a birthing time there. Great. So, so for the listeners who aren't aware, Hernhut is where um, Zinzendorf lived and, and where that Moravian village uh, sprung up and did 100 years of 24-7 prayer at birth commissions. So it's really at the heart of the Order of the Mustard Seed. It it's is, our yeah. pilgrimage place. And so Mike and Allison are going to be leading a, a team there in June. So maybe something for you to pray about mm-hmm. as we go along. Andrew, could you just pray for us as we conclude today? Yes, you're making me want to go to her. Oh, <laughs> Lord, we pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast. And we thank you for them. And it's the experience of the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They were actually walking away from the place of pilgrimage in their disillusionment and with broken dreams they're walking away from Jerusalem in pain and yet you came alongside them you opened up their hearts and their eyes and they recognised you in that simple tasting and of bread and you broke the bread for them I pray that wherever we are on our pilgrimage in life you will accompany us and you will be our companion on the way and that as we journey towards you in small ways and in big ways seeking for you we will encounter you and your new life and experience your resurrection power Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast. For more information about the Order, you can find us at orderofthemustardseed.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. May God grant us grace as we follow his invitations to be true and to be kind and to go. Go.